a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hymanson. And we are here with a brand new franchise. We're kicking it off. New franchise week. No more open waters. <laughs> water's closed. Yeah. The water's closed. Closed water. Yeah, I'm sorry. The park is closed. closed. The sharks are... Uh, Napping. Yeah, they're full. Yeah. yeah. After that last one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're kicking things off with the Darkman franchise today. Very excited. Uh, you know, in honor of Darkman, we've turned off the lights... <laughs> In the podcast <laughs> recording right. studio. The cells are photosensitive. And we're doing it in the dark. <laughs> Sensitive. <laughs> All right, let's play that trailer. Steve, hit the trailer. Who? No foolish heroics, if you please. Is. Dark Man. They destroyed everything he had. All that he loved. Everything that he was. Now. Crime has a new enemy. And justice has a brand new face. I was afraid that you wouldn't want me anymore. Of course I still want you. The good news is that I know who's behind our little troubles of late. Finish it. He has the power. All right, that was the trailer for Dark Man. Who is Dark Man? Dark Man is Liam Neeson. Find out in theaters. You spoiled it. (laughs) (laughs) They're supposed to find out in theaters this August. I mean, according to, I don't know, the marketing? The ad campaign. I'm pretty sure the poster would say Liam Neeson. Yeah, probably. They want to know who the character is. Yeah. Um, Bruce Campbell, yeah. Spoilers again. Uh, let's let's uh, let's give a very brief. I'm gonna just read the IMDb synopsis for this one because the movie is a little bit more complicated than like walks into water, it gets eaten by shark. So uh, here's the IMDb uh, synopsis: A brilliant scientist left for dead returns to exact revenge on the people who burned him alive. That's pretty solid. Yeah, that, I like that, that one. That man's name is Peyton. Yeah, Peyton. Yeah, <laughs> or Pate. Which, Pate, which is, I didn't realize it was a thing that you could yeah, say. Yeah, I was like, is that a... So yeah, so Liam Neeson's uh, character's name is Peyton Westlake. Mm-hmm. And throughout the entire film, um, his girlfriend, Julie, played by Frances McDormand, is calling him Pate. And I was like, wait. So like halfway through my notes, I'm like, what's his name? I can't... I don't know what the heck his name is. Is, is he saying like... fucking Dark Man. I thought he was saying like... I don't know what he was saying. I she, tend to watch with saying, the ca- captions, so I... You know. Oh. So you were just confused why they're spelling Pete so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, is this a thing people actually do? Shorten the word, the name Peyton is to Peyton? Pate? Really, I think maybe it's usually shortened as like Pay? No. What? Yeah, Pay Manning. Get out there. Peyton, <laughs> Get out there, Pate. Get out there, Pate. Yeah, I'm going to start calling... I think I'm going to start calling him that. Pate Man. Pate, Pate Johns. <laughs> Pate Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know, but um, yeah, that was really funny. So yeah, uh, he plays this scientist that is, you know, having a great life. He's working on uh, creating this synthetic skin, and you know, he's got it almost right. It can last for ninety nine minutes. Very a completely arbitrary, yeah, amount of time. very <laughs> random amount of time. 
before it, uh, you know, dissolves and bubbles up and do, you know, nothing. The way, you, the way you see it is is a first cells breaking down and then a nose melts. Yeah. <laughs> it looks really cool, actually. It, it does. No. The practical effects look awesome. And, like, one of these things with these movies is that, like, Sam Raimi's trying to make, like, a 2004 blockbuster in 1990 with this yeah, movie. Like, was... a lot of the effect shots are pushing the fucking limit. And oh, now they look super hokey. Uh, but I mean, they can... still look pretty good if you take into consideration that it was 1990. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some there's some scenes and th- things that don't work, but like if they were on a storyboard, like in a matter modern movie now, like it would be completely seamless. Oh yeah, the it, it was funny on the um I, this is again I watched this uh, on one of the awesome Shout Factory Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. That they put out a couple years ago. Shout out ago. to Shout Factory. Shout out to Shout Factory. <laughs> um, and the guy, one of the guys uh, on the crew uh, that they were interviewing was just like, you know, like, this was before people had computers. Like, we, I bought my first computer working on this film and we used it to balance our budget. Yeah. That's all we did. <laughs> and so, like, just, you know, watching the, the movie and, like, you know, almost each subsequent scene is, like, another thing that you're like, man, I can't even imagine doing that kind of thing uh, back before... They could just be like, "Oh, we'll do this digitally." Not like, not that like doing it digitally is, um, you know, hard work or anything. I mean, I mean no, I, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I mean, not that doing it digitally isn't hard work, um, but this is just like another level. It's like uh, just crazy camera tricks and yeah, it's just amazing it's prosthetics nuts. and stuff. And yeah. like, and the the story wise too. Like in his lab, the way he's making the synthetic skin, he's basically three D printing. Yeah, and it's he, like it's. It seems like yeah, like he uses a scanner where he's scanning like physical photos to get copies of like the face, which yeah. is like like the scanner is this like it's this really hokey like yeah. like almost like Xerox machine. But the three D printer looks almost exactly like three D printers we have now. It's, it's like, like yeah. it's, they know it's exactly how you would do it now. It's like you yeah. take a three D scan, but like yeah. you know, it's it's cool. Like it's like he, they're obviously thinking about it, and there's a lot of modern things that happen in this really, this movie that feels very much like 1990. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because there's only one Batman, like modern Batman movie at this point, yeah. like within, from 1989. Yeah. So this was like, you know, way before almost everything that we think of as a Absolutely. superhero movie now, yeah. except for maybe like Superman. So. Yeah, and we should say that like, so yeah, I, I don't know if we mentioned yet, but this is directed by Sam Raimi. And it kind of came out of his love, his obvious love for comics, yep. and his want to do his own Batman movie, but not being able to, because, you know, obviously they were doing Tim Burton. Yeah, he tried to get various superhero rights, and all the studios were like, no, and so he's yeah. like, okay, fine, I'll make my own superhero. So I'll make my own superhero That's basically is Batman. Yeah. His, yeah, it's... <laughs> Who it's likes awesome. to actually kill people. <laughs> and this is right after, this is his next movie after Evil Dead 2, so mm-hmm. it's fresh off of, of kind of that... Comedy horror, you know, full frenetic camera move. Sam, like that's where Sam Raimi becomes Sam Raimi. Like, yeah. And this movie is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you can see tons of things in this movie that go on to influence, obviously, Spider Man and mm-hmm. all the modern superhero films today. Mm-hmm. So, I really also uh, this is a Universal movie, and it says he was really inspired by the Universal classic monster movies mm-hmm. like. Uh, Phantom of the Opera and Hunchback of Notre Dame. I mean, and... his character, like, this movie is basically, like, Phantom of the Super Science. Lab. It really is. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's some times where Liam Neeson is doing a straight-up Boris Karloff oh, like, yeah. impression, you know? It's like, you'll watch this movie and, like, you know, 30 times throughout the film, you'll be like, oh, that's Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. Beauty and the Beast. That's oh, Hunchback, that's, like, yeah. Hunchback. Yeah, that's Frankenstein. You know, it's, like, all these classic um, story tropes and character uh, types, but... Uh, just the way it's combined using like the most you know modern you know technology that they had and camera yep. techniques and everything was just like 
you know, makes it stand on its own, I think, apart from being like, oh, this is a Phantom of the Opera ripoff. Yeah, something. but I liked how they didn't bother to try and, like, hide it either. Like, it was very overt. Like, there was seriously a part where he was on a roof crouching next to two guards. <laughs> you, know? you know, like, I mean, they're, they're not really hiding it. And what I love about so. that scene is that, like, you know he's about to appear and he just cuts to a gargoyle and you're like, ah, uh, here he comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be on the rooftop. There's gonna be a lightning strike. Do it. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I would uh, say, you know, Dark Man should be in the Dark Universe. Oh! <laughs> he should have been the mastermind! I'm pretty sure we just peaked the audio. I mean, that's fine, whatever. <laughs> dark, dark Man for Dark Universe, since I... uh, apparently every other movie's getting cancelled anyway. I would watch that. I yeah. would totally watch that. Um, yeah, so let's kind of, uh, let's just talk a little bit about some of the other characters in this film. We have... Um, Robert Durant, one of the main villains. The main, we see him, the, the movie starts with like, hey, here's the tone of this crazy ass, like, gangster superhero movie with Robert Durant kind of raiding this other dude's hideout. <laughs> this guy, uh, Eddie Black. Who, Eddie Black. <laughs> you guessed it, is Black. <laughs> and also, uh, I want to point out that Eddie Black had one of those huge suitcase cell phones in the beginning. Yes, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, this breaking down the scene is worth it just because it, it is giving the flavor of what this whole series is going to be. Yeah. And so, like, and, and it's this, this Dick Tracy type, you know, it's gang. basically Free Fire. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> oh, totally. And they come in and they say, hey, like, we're, we're going to take all your weapons off your guys. We're going to meet. And so he takes off, Eddie Black takes all of Duran's weapons and then, uh, you know, threatens him. And then Duran's like, no, like, I have a threat for you. And turns out one of Duran's henchmen has a false leg that is, in fact, a machine gun. Yeah. And the henchman's name is Skippy, yeah. by the way. Uh, and the, when they take his leg to shoot, he starts hopping around on his yeah. other foot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, in, he can't true, in true Sam Raimi fashion, he cuts to a man hopping on one leg while everyone's being massacred. Yeah. <laughs> this, this scene was insane, because, like... The guy uh, with the gun, uh, the leg gun, is just shooting up everyone, and then it turns into this full-on like action scene where, like, out of nowhere, these cars like come bursting out of the like the shipping crates. I'm like, were there cars just sitting there with guys in them waiting for this? Cars there come were, from crates. Yes. We know this. Yeah, they come bursting out of crates and they're driving around and people are getting shot and the yeah the whole time Skippy's jumping around yeah. like it's so funny and like over the top. Um, and violent, like it's oh, yeah. it's crazy violent. And then uh, Durant, you know, comes to, to Eddie Black and uses cigar chopper to cut off three of his fingers. Yeah, and then he, then he goes, "I have, you know, I have bad news for you. I have seven more reasons." And like he's applying these <laughs> and cut off all of his fingers. Yeah, and then the, then the Dark Man credits play. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was so pretty the, intense. So it's it's that classic. I mean, Marvel movies do this today, where they introduce the villain before you know the movie even starts. Yep, you don't even get to you know you don't even meet Darkman until after. This the... is the first superhero origin story that's on that. Like, I think that you get to see full. Like, it's like a, it's the modern day origin story because like even Tim Burton's Batman's not that. Right, that's true. It's like beat for beat, um, like every Marvel movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it was totally. so far before that <laughs> yeah. that it's yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't feel trite because you realize. Oh, it's before everything else. So. Yeah, so they set they set him up as a as a as the big bad, um, and then uh, they introduce the MacGuffin of the piece, which is this uh, memorandum. Yeah, the memorandum. I wanted to call it the Zabriskie memorandum, but that's not what it's called. <laughs> it's called like the. Yeah, I don't remember the guy's name. He's yeah. like Gablewski. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It Geraldo. Has <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but it has like a rabbit's foot type. Like, yeah. it's like it's a thing that everybody wants. So yeah, his girlfriend 
Julie, who Frances McDormand is a mm-hmm. lawyer, and she has found this memorandum from her work that shows that her boss is up to some kind of bribery things, and very uh, pointedly, Liam Neeson puts a cup of coffee on top of the memorandum and leaves a coffee stain on there so that later we know it's the same piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good move, art department. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so the 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 her boss is kind of introduced as like like I'm not such a bad guy like I bribe some people but I have plans for the future but if you've ever read a comic book before you know this guy's <laughs> fucking evil. Yep, yep. <laughs> He's like and, and the movie's not trying to hide that yeah, from you whatsoever. Yeah. He tries to be like you better watch out. There's this other guy Durant who's trying to get this property I want and he's pretty dangerous. Uh, and you're like, okay, sure, whatever, guy. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and so he basically kind of like vaguely threatens her, and then she gives up the ghost that the memorandum is not with her, and they're like, oh, well, I go, what if it's at her boyfriend's house? Yeah, in the very next scene, yeah. Durant shows up at Westlake's lab. I didn't realize that the lab and the house were together until this point, and then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't really think that either, yeah, I guess. But, um, you know how Dark you Man's, uh, above your skin printer? Peyton's yeah. uh, <laughs> assistant. Yaki Tito is a Japanese man. <laughs> Tito! Uh, Tito! By the way, Yaki Tito could not be a Japanese name. There's no T, like T-I in Japanese. So, yeah. And actually, hey. if you Google that term, the, most of the results are related to Dark Man. No. So it's not, it's not a word. It's not That's a name. That's funny. So, it could be a family name. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it could be purely Japanese. It's, it's LA. You know. Uh, you could, yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, Yaki Tito means a gruesome end. Yeah, he gets shot clean through the head, just like Durant likes With a gold it. gun by Sam Raimi's little brother. Yep. <laughs> He's in all his <laughs> movies, movies right? yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then we get this kind of, we get the, like, classic, you know... Superhero Superhero creations. origin. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's super brutal, this scene where they're yeah. beating him up. Like, oh, at man, first yeah. I was like, oh, superhero thing, but then I was like, oh, God, this is, like, a lot, because they... First, they, like, beat the crap out of him and, like, put his face through a bunch of glass panels. Yep. Then they make him hold on. They put his hands on this really hot thing that, like, burns his hands to a crisp. Yeah, I think it was, like, electricity or something. It's, like, it's an electromagnet. Yeah, and then they throw him in a vat of, like, boiling liquid of some sort. Yeah, Yeah. acid. And then they set up a (laughs) trap with, what are those balancing birds? With a drinky bird. A drinky bird. bird, And a lighter. A lighter and And a bunch of gas going. And it it explodes the building so much. He's already burned and (laughs) Figured. It explodes the building so much that his whole body is set on fire and launched out of the building into yeah. the sky into a nearby river. So, guys, it took us four species movies to get an explosion this cool. Dark Man does it in ten minutes. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and it was awesome. I love the I love the like crazy uh, super villain setup to this. Like he's got that drinky bird thing going, and you're just watching it like slowly. It's like you know uh, tipping down to hit this lighter yeah. that he's been. And he's like, he's, and he's and he's crawling through glass to yeah. stop Trying it. Like he's. Stop sees what's gonna happen he's like no yeah and like the scene where his hands get burned is so cool like he grabs onto the thing to try to stop them from dump dunking his head into this vat of i don't even know what pink whatever skin acid yeah sure (laughs) and like it burns his hands and it like they had this crazy like i don't know if it was like stop motion or i think some of it was practical and some of it was painted on but it's basically both of his forearms catch on fire and like it looks fucking great and like yeah you can see like the burns like ripple down his arm and then, there was a whole department in the credits just for the that hand burning yeah. scene. Oh yeah. yeah, and then they dunk him in there, and they're holding him so maniacally, like <laughs> yeah. they're like it's laughing. Really messed up. Yeah, yeah. they're taking like a lot of pleasure. I in know. Doing they are, they it's are. like they don't even know this guy. You know, just <laughs> yeah. a random scientist. So it's so insane. It was really 
so disturbing. Yeah. yeah. So then, then there's then there's this CG shot that doesn't quite work of him getting blown out of the. Yeah, he's like, ah! <laughs> and like there's, there's like an aerial shot of explosion behind him, and then he's obviously laying on a blue screen doing like like I mean, wiggling his ass. It didn't really bother me that much because that's when I really started to see that like this oh, is very stylized to be like a graphic novel on a comic it's, book. It's one of those things that that and and even. Does an even better job of this than Ang Lee's Hulk movie, which he tried much later mm-hmm. on with transitions. <laughs> but like every frame of this movie is is a frame right out of a comic book. Oh, yeah, even the transitions, even the way that the story progresses, is straight out of a comic book. Uh, and the visual gymnastics that he does to get from one framing of that to another is insane. Like, there's this one scene. So, like, it's right after this actually when yeah. Frances McDormand sees like she's there, sees oh, yeah. the building blow up, uh, and then she's standing there. And then it like hard transitions yes. with like this this it's almost like a, a a zoom boom with a Hitchcock rear projection type thing with like some matted on clothes for her but it's, <laughs> yeah. but it's basically supposed to be like a stylized hard cut from her standing there to him being at his grave right that, I that thought happens. that was a great shot oh yeah. it's awesome and it happens like it would be so cool to, in in a modern day movie and yeah. it's using all every trick in the book to pull yeah. it off here. Uh, because that's a cut that you see in a comic book movie. Yeah, it was very comic Which, book. Uh, by the way, I'm pretty sure that that uh, cemetery is evergreen where my great-grandparents are buried in East LA. Oh, dang. Um, but yeah, we should also say like most of this, or all of this movie was filmed in like, uh, it's LA for Detroit, I think. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, they they have bins that say it's in Detroit. But yeah, it's very, very, so many LA shots. Like they throw him out of um, a window one time, like on Broadway. And I'm like, oh, that's next <laughs> oh, door to my work. I mean, and they, go, they go to Hop Louie. Yeah. Like, her, right, uh, right. That's true. Her, that's true. Her law office is located in the Bonaventure. They make sure to show yeah. you the establishing shot. And all the skyline shots are of LA. So. <laughs> yeah, famously Hop Louie. Yeah. Chinatown. <laughs> but, uh, I think that it's closed now, but damn, oh. I love that place. Yeah, mm. it's too Um, Yes. So one thing that we forgot to mention that is important, uh, like every superhero origin story, Francis Jordan is the the love interest, and he tries to propose to her before he gets oh, yeah. blown up. Right. And she's like, "I'll think about it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to think about it, Pete. <laughs> oh, his name is Pete. No, so it's like, not Pete. It, yeah, it, it says up that like he had everything. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Successful skin printing business. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Girl's dreams. Was it a business? No, after the, no. the funeral, we find out that uh, his body has been discovered, and he, they just think he's a John Doe homeless guy, and they yeah. have. There, there's kind of an interesting exposition framing device where yeah. the doctor is explaining everything that happened to him to these medical students. And it's a little hokey, but it worked. She's like, of, this yeah. is how he's a superhero now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we so- cut his nerves so he can't feel pain. Otherwise, he would be screaming the rest of his life. But <laughs> she just jams a needle yeah. in his yeah. arm. She's like, yeah, she's like, see? Ha! He didn't do anything. And for some reason, <laughs> he's on, like, a wheel being turned around yeah. in a circle. Like, like in, the, in the Da Vinci pose. circus things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, like, there's a lot of circus imagery in the movie, too. And, uh, like... He has augmented strength. Right. Yeah. Which is why we have him strapped down, naturally. <laughs> he, he has yeah. super strength, but he also has, like, uncontrollable emotions, which yes. are going to cause outbursts Basically, they, they, tri- they, they trimmed a part of his brain to cut off pain because the, as a humanitarian thing because of his burns were so bad. But this trim to the, to the brain has side effects, Super strength and madness. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that sounds good. I don't know. So, yeah, for some reason, he gets pissed and escapes and jumps out the window and is wandering around in the rain. Something reminds him of being murdered. 
Uh, I don't remember. I think he just wakes up and is like, where am I? Yeah, yeah. And then like breaks out and jumps out the window. Right. Yeah. Frankenstein stuff. So he, yeah. he immediately goes to, you know, where his lab was. And I guess her apartment was pretty close because he sees her walking. And yeah. he goes up to her right away, which I was sort of like relieved to see happen because, um, I don't know. I didn't want it to be like a Deadpool thing where he's like, I can't see her, you know, like for the entire yeah. movie. He went up to her right away and she, oh, sorry. I hit his computer. Uh, and she did not uh, recognize him at all and mm-hmm. got scared. So I was like, okay, at least like they got that out of the way and they weren't. I like, like that scene because his voice was so like, yeah. it's me. <laughs> Underwater Liam Neeson. <laughs> it's me. Just like that. <laughs> I mean, it was also Randy and so... Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> That's what it was. It was the rain. <laughs> so he decides to gather together whatever's equipment he can. He sets up shots... His Magnavox ...in uh, an abandoned warehouse um, and starts again on the uh, skin. I wonder how many trips it took him to take it all the way to that warehouse. <laughs> no, dude, he, he, had he had a shopping cart. Took one. He yeah. sets up his <laughs> lab in this warehouse so quickly and, like... <laughs> Pretty much exactly the same as what it was. No, I'm like, how is that? Like, all that equipment was still there. To it's do like that? it's like it's like the junk town version of it, though. It's like it's like yeah. he's using like sparklets bottles yeah, to hold the yeah. skin bottles. fluid. There's like, like rats like bottles. running in wheels to power power yeah. everything. Yeah, there's a cat that doesn't want to be friends with him because he's so ugly. And yeah, <laughs> is he a freak? And am I a freak? Oh yeah, well, did we get to that part yet? I don't know. I mean, pretty much the funniest thing. The funniest thing about this scene is so he's so he's obviously like trying to. Find a way to print his his original face. face so that he can get back with Julie, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if this happens before or afterwards, but there's one point where he's using the mic- uh, microscope and his hands catch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hilarious. That's how he realizes he <laughs> no, can't feel yeah, and then, no, yeah, and then, then, then so his hands are on fire, and then like he just like slowly puts it out, and then he just starts screaming, my hands! They, <laughs> they took should... my hands! And I'm like, they're right there, buddy. Like, you got them. <laughs> like, no. you, you can't feel anything else. <laughs> He's just having those emotional problems that the doctor said he would have. My hands! They um, took my hands! So, he has one photo of himself only, but ironically, it's half burned in the exact same places yep. that he is yep. really badly burned. And so, he tries to, you know... Uh, use the other side of his face to and flip it to generate the whole face, but um, it's gonna take five hundred and seventy-one hours to uh, six hundred minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how long it's gonna take to render his face. I love the you're talking about the fire thing, and yeah. it's like I think it, I think it's like towards the end of this like hilarious montage where uh-huh. he's like yeah, this very sciencey <laughs> montage. He's like he's saying all this stuff. He's like. Yeah, quadrants, quadrants, extrapolate. And then he's like, I must perfect the skin. <laughs> There's like uh, test tubes and beakers no, flying around. Yeah, it's like, my note is like, like, a lot of beakers being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the opening of the Twilight Zone or yeah. something where there's all these like things flying around the screen. It's full on like Sam Raimi, like just inserts of like, yeah, it's like, like, and, like and like crossfades and like, yeah. yeah. Which I, the, the, uh, I don't remember the guy's name right offhand, but the, the guy who did the montages and everything got like a special credit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Like before the full credits at the end of the film. Uh, uh, I mean, they were pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were making so, fun of it. So while, while he um, is waiting for the skin to, like, like the algorithm to run or whatever, he goes, he follows uh, Julie, Professor McJulie to, to 
some function. A party for Strack Industries, yep. not to be confused with Stark Industries. That's right. That's right. No, I rewind the the first time they showed that piece of paper. I rewound it because I was like, "Did that say Stark like Industries?" Industry. <laughs> oh my god, it's all connected. I know. I was like, "Whoa, that'd be crazy." <laughs> and then, and then, what? The, like, I had a realization watching the scene because, uh, okay, so first off, the the. What's the business dude's name? Strack. 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 <laughs> we were just talking I know, about it. I know. Uh, what was it? Uh, I anyway. think Lewis or Lewis. Yeah, yeah whatever. Like that. Yeah. Uh, so he does like the smarmy villain thing where he's like, like you know, grief. Like I have one cure for it to make you free yeah. it for a little bit. It's dancing. The cure and, is dancing. <laughs> and then he starts dancing with her. And then she's like, everybody let's do it. the conga. And it's one of the things. It's actually one of the bad things of original like comic book stories like that, where like the. The women suck because they're just. Aww. It's always just like to to make the character motivations work. It's just like, well, I guess I'm into this guy now. <laughs> she wasn't really that into him. She's just like, oh, let me have fun and dance. She gives yeah. him a smile and yeah. you know whatever. Yeah. But then, but so he sees that and like, of course this, he sees. There's this it. crazy like Raimi zoom back of like him in the vent being like, <laughs> oh, they're dancing, and then a full Kill Bill sequence happens where he sees <laughs> the people who murdered him. It does the. And like it's red, it's red flashing, yeah. and he's like, "I know who did it." <laughs> yeah. It's like it's exactly the Kill Bill sequel, pretty much. <laughs> and then it, it leads to this insane scene where he takes uh, uh, Ted Raimi, uh, one of the henchmen for Durant. The guy who shot Yaki Tito. Yeah, yeah he takes him down to the sewers and he's doing the whole kind of like, swear to me kind of thing <laughs> that Batman normally does. Yeah. Uh, and, he, and he's like, I'm telling you, man, I don't know anything. And he's like, let's just say, what does he no, say? No, no, he's, he's like, I know you told me everything, but let's just pretend like you didn't. Yeah, and then he like thrusts him up through this manhole cover into a busy street. Yeah. And there's this like manic, insane scene. Uh, if you ever play Toad's Turnpike, that's exactly what this yeah, is like. Where, where Ted Raimi's uh, like top half of his body is like outside on the street and he's just like freaking the fuck out because cars are zooming past him, zooming, zooming, and you're like, holy shit, what the fuck? And then in every other superhero movie, you're like, ah, oh, like he's gonna he's get pulled back yeah, down. it's just a scare tactic. Nope. Dude. Fire truck. Yep. He just holds him up there <laughs> till he dies. And, yep. dead and I was like, fuck. Okay, this is different than Batman. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so then we get more montages where now his his plan is to kill off all the henchmen and the bad guys one by one. And the first one he goes after is... uh, Anthony Mackie. Current day Bruce Willis. (laughs) Um, When I saw this guy, I was like... That's current day I was like oh is that Bruce Willis and I was like oh no way Bruce Willis looked young then this looks like now Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis was moonlighting at the time yeah. so uh, he replicates him and does this crazy thing he where replicates. he impersonates him or no sorry he prints his skin yeah this is like his special power he can yeah. he can print the skin of other people that he takes photos of uh, and then yep. um, can become them for 99 minutes but I don't know he got that one to render so quickly when his picture was still rendering. Well, because he uh, had a full photo of it. No, 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 no. no. The, I think that it's not the render. I think that to calculate how to make the skin last longer would take five hundred hours. No, he it was the it was the render because it was an incomplete face, and he was trying to map the left oh, side. Or, that's or right. That's certain right. portions of his uh, face that was Guys, there onto the these, one. That was the three D map is up to seventy two polys. Which is, <laughs> oh boy. <it's> <laughs> 
so yeah, basically he manages to get Polly killed by the boss and cover up the fact that he killed the other guy by trying to make it seem like Polly and the first guy were trying to abscond with the boss's money. I think that there's something that's really cool about this in that this is the first person that he impersonates and he's obviously not comfortable in this yeah. guy's skin. Yeah. Um, it's like he's, he's not, doesn't say any words, doesn't do anything. Like they're playing by the rules a little, I mean a little bit. I mean it's obviously the actor or whatever, but like it does kind of, it's, it has that uneasy moment of I'm using my powers for the first time. I'm not yeah. really sure how it's going to go. And there is a you know amazing scene. They throw they throw Polly out the window, and he lands in yeah. a car. And the whole time, uh, Darkman uh, has been sitting there dressed as Polly on like a, a bench. bench. And this lady like looks over and sees Polly dead in the car. And then she turns to the other side and sees him sitting <laughs> on the bench. And she's like, and then and then the timer goes off in in Darkman's pocket because remember. Arbitrary ninety nine minutes right. <laughs> for the skin to work, and he's like, "Oh, oh no!" and then starts running because his face starts. And melting. he leaves her having the fucking nervous wouldn't, breakdown of her life. Wouldn't that lady <laughs> just be like, "Oh my god, sir, your twin brother just died"? You know, like yeah. uh, I think she was just, I think she was just panicking. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, I think she, crazy. yeah, I don't know. She was being hysterical, but, but yeah, the ninety nine minutes thing is hilarious. But I mean, the thing that's <laughs> kind of cool about this too is that like most of the superhero movies, like that happens. He's like, you know, if he if he doesn't make it, you know, fine. Him sitting there on the bench is him knowing that he's going to die, <laughs> yeah. and he wants to see it happen. Yep, he's waiting for the yeah. inevitable death. And he has can see the future that he's going to be thrown out into the streets. Dark man. <laughs> can yeah. we, like, do a parody version of 99 Problems, but, like, 99 minutes, and the skin is done or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. 99 minutes, then the skin is done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's record it. Uh, one of you listeners, send us in your version of 99 Minutes for Dark but Man. The skin is, and then the skin is done. By Dark Z. <laughs> um, so one thing that I found really weird was every time he would go back to his lab, he would put on the original, like, dirty, gross gauze. Like, he never got new, clean gauze. Like, yeah. it was always like, let me put back on this dirty well, gauze that's gotten wet five times and is, like, dark brown. It's because he spent all his money building this fucking lab back up. <laughs> yes. He's like, oh, my gauze dollars went into like, the used, rat machine. He used clean gauze <laughs> to cover his face when he had the poly face on, but then when he went back to the lab after that, he put the dirty gauze yeah, back on. It's super safe to say that as a kid, Sam Raimi loved the Invisible Man and the scene where mm. he took the gauze off his face because it happens in this movie like six times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh my god, my face! <laughs> Every time. <Yeah. laughs> I keep forgetting. So there's one time he gets frustrated that the, um, that the skin is not working and he... he it, uh, uh, submits to a fit of rage and starts singing about how he's a circus. He's yelling freak. at a cat. He's yeah, like, yeah. He's like, he's like, the cat's like, he's like, are you trying to judge me? <laughs> you think I'm some sort of circus freak? <laughs> yeah. And then he starts dancing and singing, just five bucks to see the dancing freak. Like, <laughs> with, with a funnel on his head. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he puts like a tin man funnel. He looks like a little like clown. Dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fully which, losing it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then, then he goes shit house with a two by four and just a bunch of his garbage. Yeah, he kills. Yeah. He, <laughs> he goes to his crate room. He's like, he's like the, he's got the lab totally built. And then when he goes on his rampage, he's in like a different hallway where it's all just like boxes and crates. <laughs> it's, his, it's his rage room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you know, shortly after this, there is a scene at the carnival where he's um, 
Wait, I guess we kind of like skipped over well, yeah. him making his own face. So, finally so yeah, so basically, like, it, like the, the, it takes the face. His face takes just long enough to render where he murders two people. Yeah, yeah. but then he gets to have his own face <laughs> and reunite with Julie, who's initially shocked. Which she's terrified because he chooses to reveal himself at the fucking cemetery. Yeah. At his grave. <laughs> it's like, there's you've been following her the entire time. Like, yes, she's coming to pay her respects to you. Yeah. Don't do it at the cemetery. He stands off Phantom in the distance. Opera thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cemetery he stands scene, off yeah. creepily in the distance and then goes, Julie, it's me. And you're, I mean, <laughs> anyone, like, would, no, anyone no, would be like, not. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You're dead. Oh my gosh. This <laughs> guy was just in a coma. Yeah. And yeah. then and then he tells her an elaborate lie that he's in a therapy group that doesn't want him to see her for more than 99 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says doesn't he yeah, he says he has like treatments or something. Yeah, 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 he has, yeah, he has treatments. So yeah. he doesn't want to like start their relationship back up right away. Yeah. So. Yeah. But they still kind of go on dates and uh well, we do get a scene with Durant and we get to see his cigar box of fingers that he Ooh, uh, that was creepy. Yeah. That he's keeping and he also pets a dead rabbit corpse um mm-hmm. as a pet as I you guess. do as you do um and <laughs> this is where the uh um uh, dark man impersonates durant and there is he holds up a convenience store and causes him to be arrested and then there's a whole chinese restaurant gag with a revolving door where the two durants are running around <laughs> the revolving door this is like probably my favorite part I don't yeah know. i thought this i mean this scene is awesome and another example of like the impressive uh you know camera work that they had to do they basically yeah. had to rig like they built the revolving door into the existing chinese restaurant and they had to film apparently what they did was like they had the camera hooked up to their this computer that they had that only um handled motion control yep so it would move the camera in a very specific pattern and um <clears throat> they would film um larry drake uh, the amazing Larry Drake uh, as Robert Durant. They film him doing his one version and then they rebuilt that stage somewhere else and like reset up everything with the motion control camera and everything and have him um, act out the other half. Which is which is a really insane practical way to use motion control. Yeah. Like most shots that you see in movies like today are a motion control shot of some kind. Right. And like this is a very, very like they're they're just digitally replacing, they're not rebuilding in a physical location. Yeah, they That's were like fucking crazy. They were they like shooting that. over the same film they had already shot, yep. like yep. which That's is like fucking awesome. Yeah, it's just the, the 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 planning and everything that went into that is insane. And it looks really good. Yeah. Like, you know, I hadn't seen this movie before, but I swear I had seen that shot. They're, they uh, during the special features they pull up this still of like um, the two Durants stuck in the um, in the revolving door staring at each other mm-hmm. like and I like I swear I'd seen that like photo somewhere so yeah that might have seeped into my well it's really somewhere. funny because the other henchman the Hispanic one Rudy is trying to uh, they're both yelling at him shoot him he's the real he's not the real one I'm the real one shoot him shoot him yeah. so he's like pointing his gun at the revolving door and being like which one do I shoot <laughs> yeah. and like he constantly yells out like really stereotypical Mexican yeah, he's, like, he's, like, he's like ay Dios mio yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he yells out ay Dios mio que pasa there's too many sons <laughs> of bitches yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he said. <laughs> so funny that's exactly I'm what he says. dying so um, yeah that happens but uh, it does not kill Durant yeah, Durant uh, Durant gets knocked out and uh, Darkman runs away and Durant wakes up like, you idiots, what were you thinking? That kind of thing. And then there's this sweet shot of uh, the Durant mask melting in the sun. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like, what the fuck? Uh, and then is this before, like, there's there's another date that he goes on. Yeah, then with... we get the circus date. Yeah, circus yeah. date. 
there's a there's a date where they're at this carnival and everything's going great and then uh they play um He's like mindlessly playing this like carny game, you know, where you have to throw the baseball to hit the, the milk. Yeah, no, they're like, I'm so in love with you, down. like I don't want to miss you, like I love you so much. And he's like, I'm gonna win you a big, like a big fuzzy elephant. Like, yeah, great. but love also in so the background, misses, misses, yeah. circus Barker is introducing the mutant man who. Uh, <laughs> That's right. It was just like a deformed guy that they were making fun of, which I feel like even in 1990, people weren't really doing that at circuses anymore. But I mean, that guy did look really weird. So I, uh, I, I don't know what apparently was Apparently that was it. a cameo by the makeup artist. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Nice. So, That's nice. fun. Um, <laughs> but like, so it's, it's what, you know, the movie actually does a pretty cool thing where um, you can tell when uh, Pate is doing this, <laughs> aka Darkman, is uh, is is tracking down his killers. He's getting enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he's taking pleasure in, in making them suffer. And uh, he's he's struggling between the two identities and so they're on this date and kind of the, his rage gets the better of him. Uh, and he breaks a Carney's finger. Yeah, there's another one of those like Kill Bill sequences. Yeah, he has he has a breakdown. Like a his trigger word is definitely freak. Like if yeah, anyone says, yeah. "Oh, you're a freak," then he like loses it. And this yeah. one is insane. It's like yeah, you see the carnival worker and the game behind him, and like these like cracks of orange yeah. come in, like to come into reality, like it's breaking apart. And then you kind of zoom in and out of uh, Darkman's face as he's like clearly enraged and like freaking out. Yeah. And there's like skulls in the background yeah. and stuff. And then like the guy. You know, had uh, the Carney had like pointed his fingers at uh, Darkman, and he just like bends them backwards. Yeah, as, as, as soon as it touches him, he's like, "Don't fucking touch me!" Yeah, <laughs> and he bends them backwards, and you see this amazing like quick shot of like Darkman's face, like ah, and then you see the Carney's face, like oh my god, and then you see Julie's face, like ah. <laughs> it's like it's like a that seventy show like camera swing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see everyone's like insane reactions to this thing. So he. He, it's awesome. Yeah, it's after this one outburst, of my he scenes. runs away, um, and they <laughs> zoom out, and you can see in the carnival there's a big sign that says Esmeralda, and I was like, oh, yeah, referencing Hunchback again. And but then this time she follows him to the shipyard or the abandoned warehouse or whatever it is, and uh, she wants to see his face, but he will not do it. And then I guess she leaves. Yep, that's pretty much it. She leaves and takes that fucking elephant with her. <laughs> He says that in the movie. He does. Take the fucking elephant! God damn it. <laughs> so I think she goes again to the boss. He reveals his evil plan with a lot of exposition. Yeah, there's a there's a funny... Um, he, he gets this whole scene where, like, he's... Yeah, and he's like, I'm building the future. And he uh, opens up this crazy, like... Window. Window on his corner office. And you see that they're already building it in the background. But, um... They, uh... Said on the, on the DVD... Or on the Blu-ray that, um... There was this. There's this deleted scene where, like, originally Sam Raimi was like, um, wanted him to uh, wanted Strack to be like just getting out of the shower uh, <laughs> and like walking through his office with the towel on, um, and then he would walk over to this like box full of like Spanish like gold currants or something and like pour them over his body. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Why does that happen? They said that the studio was like. I'm not really sure what's happening here. I thought this was supposed to be like a uh, uh, summer action movie. Uh, it's called McDucking. What, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And so that scene did not make the final movie, but I was like, that's hilarious. They were going to have him just be like, yeah, I'm rich. I'm so rich. So Strack and Durant basically capture Julie to lure out Darkman, and then we get the big set piece of this movie, which is a 
truck helicopter chase where Liam Neeson is hanging from a helicopter all over downtown LA for like 15 minutes. Yeah, this is nuts. Apparently they had to uh, shut down nine city blocks for four weekends in a row. Oh my God. In downtown Los Angeles. If that happened now, I'd be so pissed. Yeah. (laughs) And this scene is insane. Like, I guess, um, I guess throughout the filming uh, of this movie, the studio was seeing dailies and everything and they were really loving what they were seeing. So they kind of like decided that, Hey, this is going to be like our big summer movie release. Let's keep adding like more money in and do more crazy stuff. And so they expanded this, you know, insane helicopter there are, chase. There scene. are so many practical explosions in this. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And like, it does kind of start like, yes, it eventually gets the helicopter and all this crazy shit. But it starts with like a classic, like, it, it, the movie's been so into the like the 50s comic book dick tracy type thing where it's like okay like yep like he's at the carnival he's scared of being a freak like there's phantom of the opera and like it's all these <laughs> classic classic references and then so it's like oh the gangster's gonna take him and it all feels rooted in like the 19 you know like classic noir action gangster comic book shit mm-hmm. and then like he gets out onto the rooftop and then here they fly up on a helicopter they all have fully automatic weapons and yeah. grenade launchers and it's like oh fuck like it breaks the entire mold of every like the entire theme that it's been setting up and it's almost like that like mission possible three kind of is the same thing where that helicopter flies up on that bridge scene which oh is yeah like, this is escalating to a whole other level that i didn't think it was supposed to um and it's awesome yeah there's there's lots of uh, mission possible there's yeah. there's a scene uh towards the end when one of the when uh, durant finally dies like uh the helicopter that he's in hits the top of this like tunnel and because it's because it's strapped to the train yeah because it's strapped to this like semi that's driving yeah. through the tunnel and uh yeah it's and then there's a shot that like they repeated basically right in uh the first mission possible <laughs> mission possible when yeah. you know tom cruise is like the the helicopter explodes tom cruise flies and lands on the train there's the same exact shot in this movie which came out obviously before that yeah. um where dark man is like Burn in hell, you yeah. piece of shit! As like, as like the the helicopter like explodes behind him as he drives down the tunnel, and I was like, that was fucking sweet. They how did they do that? And shit? there's and the the conceit of the the helicopter is Darkman's hanging from this rope, like flailing around it and like whipping around. There's obviously a stuntman hanging off a rope off a helicopter, yeah. which is like fucking terrifying. But it's also like. Yeah, he really wanted to make a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, he's flying around this rope. It's very Spider-Man, and it's very like Phantom because he keeps like putting his cape over his face yeah. and stuff, and swinging his cape around. And like, there's there's all these cut-ins of him like just holding onto the line, like speeding yeah. like, between buildings. Uh, yeah, and I mean, there's like a helicopter chase. There's a police yeah. helicopter that shows up and. Like, they're oh, blown should, up at some we point. We should also but. say during this chase, there also is a chase in the warehouse with two of the henchmen. And there's a part where it's a mask on a mask on a mask. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Which is Mission Impossible as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. He makes the henchmen think that it's himself. So he, And then he, it turns out it's Liam Neeson. And then it turns out it was really the other guy that he put two masks on. So, yeah. so this, this, so the, the two guys, like, he's running, like... Darkman becomes outmatched when this helicopter first shows up. He's yeah. like, "Oh fuck!" Like, like I need to hide. Like, I like I was not ex- like I'm just a dude. I'm just a burn victim. I yeah. can't stop he, these guys. Who's really good at jumping right yeah. when things explode? <laughs> They're like shooting. He's shooting a grenade launcher at him, and, and he's like, he ah. would just always be like, "I jumped. You missed me. I uh, jumped so, again." So then these two henchmen, like they they go they 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 go into the this fucking warehouse, and then he's like, uh, "Like my turf," because it's like his lab, or whatever. And then it turns into fucking saw because he sets up like traps and like. <laughs> Yeah. Games for them because like what happens like he, he gets one guy like in a in pure Batman style of like I'm close by <laughs> yeah and then scares him in the shadows 
<laughs> then then the guy, his, his friend's out there looking, and then his friend is approached by a guy who looks just like himself. <laughs> yeah. That he, that he then shoots... Oh, no, 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 no. Then he knocks him out, then pulls off the mask, and then it looks like Peyton Westlake. Yeah. (laughs) Then he shoots that dude, then he takes off the Peyton Westlake mask, and then it's his buddy. Yeah. He's like, no! And then he looks around, and there's all the gas is on around him. Yeah. Then he sees the same drinky bird thing. Yeah. And he he runs over, he's like, oh my god, I need to stop it. And he reaches through, and it's a hologram. (laughs) Yeah. It was the hologram (laughs) from the lab. And then, and then he sees the real bird, and he's like, oh, fuck. And then the building explodes, and he, I believe Darkman uses it almost to, oh, no, he's already on the helicopter, but then, like, the explodes behind him. Yeah, this yeah. Crazy, like, and you're shot. like, damn. <laughs> that was crazy. Like, why did he have to explode the lab again just to kill that one guy? It's like, now you're going to have to rebuild again to make more masks nah, later. He doesn't care. It's the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's pretty much gone now except for uh strack and julie and um dark man and like one henchman yeah. and they're up at the top of a skyscraper that's being built and it turns out that strack had to work on skyscrapers when he was little and so he's really good at jumping around on metal beams in the sky which, without it's, falling. it's just really kind of cool like because like he's like it's him being like it's like the the industrial family type thing, and he's like, "My dad made me work for a living. Like yeah. I had to work up and like like help build the buildings that yeah. built my fortune. And so I'm really comfortable up here on the top of these things. I'm not scared at all. Like I build things for a living. <laughs> yeah, there's this hilarious there's a hilarious scene where he's like up there and he's like, Monologue. "Everything's mine. It's all mine." And he's like, "Because I built it. I built it all." <laughs> <laughs> he like, and it's, like, it's like one of those things where he like throws his hands in the air, yeah. and then the background centers around like his bullshit like city of the future, and it's like yeah. it's right out of a comic book, and it's awesome. There's yeah. also a part where he just unprovokedly admits that he killed his first wife to get the deeds to property. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. Damn. Like, nobody was asking you to admit yeah. that. Like, <laughs> we didn't even know about that. Like, we didn't even know who she was. Why'd you bring that up? Like, I don't know. But, um, yeah, he's he's basically, his point is he's trying to say now that Dark Man is just as bad as him because he's murdered people. We're not so different, you and I. Yeah, who's the yeah. real monster? Exactly. And I think the monster is the dude who has an assault-like nail gun. gun. (laughs) Dude, that was... I was like, is that what rivet guns really look like? And I I looked it up, I'm like, no, that's not what they look like. He was basically shooting him. That's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, well, they did look like that in video games. He was shooting him with that pretty much point blank, but Liam Neeson's heightened uh, senses allowed him to somehow dodge (laughs) the point blank rivet. And there's there's some really awesome, like, Raimi shots of, like, from the perspective of, like, inside the rivet, so, like, you can see, like, the circle (laughs) around it, and it's like you're traveling with the bullet, which is awesome. But then it builds a classic Darkman set piece what do you mean uh of of dark man's hand gets oh yeah uh, yeah uh, riveted to a piece of steel that's right while he like monologues and then he has a dark man freak out and because you can feel he no says, pain I'm, you're just a freak yeah. and he's like freak, freak, and, then, freak. and then he just <laughs> rips his hand out because he feels no pain and then yep. decks stark with it yeah track i love the stark <laughs> tony stark <laughs> i love the shot of like um so, like, he had dropped, the henchman had dropped Julie off the edge, and she's, like, hanging on this ledge. She's hanging on some rebar with yeah. the handcuffs. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Darkman, like, swings, like, George of the Jungle style to, yeah. like, to, like, grab no, her. No, no, and it's, a, it's a Mary Jane, like, like, swing yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. And there's this shot of, like, Strax shooting the rivet gun, and his face is just like, yeah! I'm shooting at you! Up again! Up again! Up again! Up again! Yeah. 
<laughs> just like he has like the crazy comic book villain yeah. face on, and it's so great. That actor, I, I I didn't even know uh, who is the guy who played that. Uh, His name is Colin Friels. Friels, yeah, he he's was, married to Judy Davis. He he played a great over the top uh, corporate yeah, villain. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then finally, Dark Man gets the upper hand, and he's holding. Um, Strack over the edge, and Strack's like, "You can't even kill me. You don't have it in you." And that's why you'll yeah. be thinking about it this the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you won't. You'll never be able to live with it. And, and then, yeah, in any other movie, you'd be like, "He's gonna right. pull him up yeah. and put him in jail." But not Dark Man, because Dark Man's a badass. He drops him. He he's, drops that motherfucker. He's really dark in more than one way. Yeah. He drops right. him, and then he says, <laughs> "I'm learning to live with a lot of things." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and I will mention that one of the things that also happens in this movie is like he's hiding his face the entire time. Uh, the entire time you never see like how bad it is they make a point of, of you not seeing like how fucked yeah, you, up he is you kind of get like uh, as the movie goes on you see more and more of his face like yep. that his, he's got crazy then, skeleton so, so, at, so at the top of the of this scene uh, Strack rips it off and this is the time that uh, Francis Dormant sees him yeah. for what he is for the first time and like it's pretty horrific it's it's yeah, uh, it's, really it's, it's pretty bad and it's one of those other things that happens in modern day superhero movies where it's like you don't see the full suit you don't see the, the hero being the hero until the third act and yeah. it does the same thing here and Sam Raimi's hero is his uh, uniform or his power is being grotesque yeah and uh, yeah so, so even after Strack is gone uh, Darkman's like don't look at me <laughs> he's doing the Christina Aguilera don't <laughs> look at me and then uh, they kind of decide to uh, go their separate ways and it's a bittersweet yeah well she she wants to like stay with him and he's like Peyton is gone yeah yeah he's like he's like I've, you know I've learned like yeah I thought my skin could change I thought I could fix it but like I've changed on the inside and like I, I, I yeah I'm not I'm not same. gonna change back yeah she tries to chase after him, but he escapes by turning into Bruce Campbell. That's right. Which I thought was awesome. It's like, the best. I, apparently, yeah, go ahead. I wasn't expecting that. Like, she, she follows after him, and he, you know, goes off into the crowd, and she's, like, stopping all these guys wearing trench coats. Cause, and, like, everyone's yeah. wearing a trench coat. It's like, she's like, yeah, it's L.A. Detroit. It's L.A. Detroit. Of yeah. course everyone's wearing trench coats. And then, and then, yeah, you see, like, zoom off into the distance. You see a guy turn around, and it's Bruce Campbell, and then MVP and then, and then, all. And then it's the superhero, like, like I'm, I'm everyone. And no one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like his, this is his classic line. Uh, uh, yeah, he's like, it shows Bruce Campbell's face, and yeah, he says, I'm everyone, and no one. And then that Daniel Everywhere, Mestor. nowhere. <laughs> and then he's like, call me Dark Man. Dark Man. And then he goes, Yeah, just like that. The uh, the the Blu-ray that I have, the the main uh, menu, it, it comes up with the Dark Man logo, and then he goes, Call me Dark Man. And then the music plays, and it just like, if you let it sit there, it just repeats over and over like, Call me Dark Man. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we, yeah, we just had, uh, I think Elis just mentioned um, that the score was done by Danny Elfman, yep. who I love. And this is like very much, uh, I think the score is really awesome, but... If you were to just play it for any random person, they'd probably be like, "Oh, that's from Batman." Yeah, well, yeah. it's right after. Too. I know yeah. it, it sounds like it sounds like you know unused Batman cues basically, but yeah. it is really cool. Yeah, I think. it fits it fits the tone of the film like perfectly. And, Absolutely. And I uh, Waxwork Records just put out the um, album recently, which you should totally go buy and support them. Um, and I am excited to listen to it. Yeah, it's a beautiful release. It yeah, awesome. I just got it. So um, overall. Did we like this movie? Fuck yes. Yeah? Yeah. You I did? Love this, I love this movie, yeah. How many Drinky Birds out of ten oh, would boy. you give? This gets nine out of ten Drinky Birds. Ooh, I think But I... the Drinky Birds are filled with gold. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's like pretty much ten out of ten. That might even go above ten, I don't know. 
I think I'm going to give it seven out of ten Drinky Birds. Like, I'll give it eight yeah. Drinky Birds. I really liked it a lot. I, I I liked it a lot, too. I might revise mine uh, you know, when I think about it later, but... Uh, I mostly was just, like, shocked that I'd never seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'd never even heard of it. I didn't know anything about it at all until you guys brought it up. Um, I think, overall, I really liked the design, very, the comic booky thing that we talked mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. The practical makeup effects were just, like, so cool. Um, it's This movie is one of the most ambitious things that, yeah, like, you could yeah. ever see. Like, it's like it's trying so much fucking things. Yeah. And, like, it just shows that Sam Raimi is just such a technical wizard and, and was just given given his first chance to be like, all right, like, let's see what we can do. And yeah. is it all successful? No, but, like, there's nothing more fun to just watch somebody like that swing for the fences. That's oh, yeah. absolutely what this movie is. It's really is. great. And, uh, you know, we should say that the movie, you know, was out in 1990, did okay at the box office, but um, apparently uh, did really well after the fact, uh, you know, on VHS sales at the time. And that is why there are sequels, <laughs> which uh, we will be talking about soon. Right. And yeah, we'll be getting to that. It was originally supposed to be a TV pilot, right? It was something that... No, uh, the TV pilot came later, actually. Oh, okay. Um, because apparently, I, I think they were saying, uh, Larry Drake was saying on the uh, the Blu-ray that I always talk about, <laughs> but... Um, Justin's Blu-ray corner. That's right. He was saying that, uh, I, don't, I don't know if uh, Sam Raimi produced the second movie or not, but um, they were talking at that time, uh, and Sam Raimi was just like, I just love like your character so much, and, you know, because Larry Drake had been on L.A. Law yep. before this, and was mostly known for, like, playing really nice characters, and he's kind of this bigger guy, um, and he got to play this villain, and, you know, Sam Raimi just loved it, and wanted to you know, put him in something else. So they tried to work towards this TV pilot where they kind of like put together, you you can watch it on YouTube if you want. Mm -hmm. Um, We could put it in the show notes too. Um, It's kind of like this 22 minute thing that they shot with, um, you know, new actors. Larry Drake is in it as Robert Durant, but they also cut in footage from the movie. And I think uh, in the end, it just didn't quite Mm. sell it well. Yeah. And they didn't end up making it into a TV show. But then Sam Murray went on to make the Hercules TV show. Yeah, exactly. What? I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's the next one called? The next one is called Darkman 2, The Return of Durant. Oh, (laughs) Oh, shit! shit. We're supposed to think that Durant died in the helicopter explosion. Yes, Yes, absolutely. I mean, any person would think he was dead. (laughs) So he'll be back, I guess. Um, I'm excited to, you know, I feel like more than any of the films, well, Species... I was pretty excited too, but this one I feel like extra excited about seeing what's going to happen next. Uh, I mean, it's it's the thing. It's like you know, as Zarface says, every hero needs a villain. And yeah, like where where the Dark Knight, you get your Joker. Like Durant, I'm sure gets his own crazy supervillain origin story. And yeah, mm. get super powered and duke it out. Maybe Durant. So obviously, I haven't seen two. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Obviously, I don't know anything about it. But yeah, I think you need like Dark Man needs new motivation because right now it was only revenge for that original mm-hmm. accident and so he needs some reason to keep being this well if durant was still alive hero. that would certainly be yeah. something that he would but i don't fix. know i feel like uh julie's gonna be gone and so that will no yeah. longer be a motivation yeah. maybe durant nice. yeah i mean maybe he survived with burns himself and oh. now he mm-hmm. oh by needs the way to i do did the read same that thing. Uh, liam neeson actually worked with like burn victim organizations he, to like understand yeah that. he went to like oh, burn nice. boards yeah. and like 
That's awesome. It's, it's funny how Sam Raimi had to fight for... He didn't want Liam Neeson. He wanted Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Um, and the studio was like, eh, like, no. Yeah. Like, look at that guy. And had to fight for Francis McDormand as well. Like, mm-hmm. they, didn't, they wanted to use yeah. somebody who was a little bit more conventional. Yeah, they said when they were doing the original designs for Darkman's face and everything, too... They had designed it with Bruce Campbell in mind. And when right. they were like, well, we got Liam Neeson, they had to like change <laughs> it up, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, so, you know, what else you guys want? Is there anything else where you guys want to talk about? No, I, I think I think I'm looking forward. I think that that's what, what the sequel is going to be. I'm excited to see what it's going to be like. I believe Sam Raimi does produce it. So yeah. uh, I'm excited to see I did want to mention that they made a Darkman video game Ooh. for the NES. And uh, you can also watch this on YouTube, but it looks really awesome wow. i need to i need to get that on emulator there's like right you know it's like a basic it's like a basic platformer but there's these moments in the game where you have to uh you have to you know create the fake face of polly or yeah. durant and so there's these like first person parts in the game where it's kind of like time crisis type thing where you're looking at a building with a bunch of windows and guys pop out and you are like moving the cursor on the screen of like a the, camera? The, oh my god. Of like a camera dark lens? Dark man snap. Yeah, and you have to like, it's like, find Polly in the window. And so if you if you move it, it looks like if you move the camera over someone guy that's shooting at you, you get shot. And if you move it over Polly, you get photos. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. dope. That's dope. Dark man NES video game has a voyeur mini game. I know. <laughs> it's funny because you can see like, they make it look like he's standing behind like a door or something so there's like a glass door in front of you it's really weird so why do you think he became a peeping tom well i think it might all started with the dark man video game (laughs) i just really liked uh, you know looking at people from a distance Uh, without them knowing we should say if you want to watch along as justin's mentioned the blu-ray is available from shout factory but the also all three movies are currently as of now available on showtime streaming if you have one of those subscriptions yeah so you can watch along and uh how else can they uh follow along with us yeah email us your thoughts at sequelrights at gmail.com and you can find us on twitter and instagram at sequelrights and facebook.com slash sequelrights yeah, we'd love to hear from you, um, hear your stories about Darkman, or, you know, if you collected any of the Darkman comics they made, or read the novels that they put out. Uh, we would love to know. Yep. Um, but the guess. Subscribe and download on the iTunes store. <laughs> Rate and review <laughs> us, uh, and we'll see you next week for Darkman 2, The Return of Durant. Durant.